I know this isn't super like true crimey because nobody got like charged for anything or whatever, but like in theory, Th- these are it's this is kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is <laughs> legally kidnapping. Like it's torture. And welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin, and today I am once again here with Jack. And we are going to tell you a story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. And don't worry, we are not being broken into. The noises that you hear are just Dinah in the curtains. <laughs> As always. As always. It's fine. I think the curtains are... Scary and it's time to draw. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So I'm just going to get right into it and ask, if you could be on a reality television show, what show would it be and why? I don't know enough reality television. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, reality television is considered a genre of television programming that presents unscripted situations to unprofessional actors and documents their genuine reactions in real time. So many shows fit into this category with a wide range of plots. Unscripted? I did air quotes throughout that whole thing. Unscripted, some may say. So keeping up with the Kardashians may or may not be scripted or unscripted. A part of reality television is just like, they follow them around, yep. right? There's really nothing happening but their day-to-day lives. The Real Housewives of insert city here would also be something like that. There's also like The Bachelor and Love Island, which are like dating reality television shows. It's pretty much unscripted, although they give them like little dates or challenges or whatever to do. Impractical Jokers technically counts as a reality television show. I've seen seen that. (laughs) I kind of assumed that you would pick that one, although um, another one that I think you would want to be on, Silent Library. My sister used to watch that a long time ago. I did too, like all the time. Do game shows classify as? Yes and no. So depending on depending on not the, like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, because you're right, more of a contestant. And those are like scripted. Like you know what's gonna happen. Like you know you're gonna spin the wheel on Wheel of Fortune, and like you're gonna guess things. Impractical Jokers, Silent Library, Wipeout, I think would be considered one. You don't really know what's going to happen with those. Does Mari count? Is it Mori or Mari? Uh, yeah, I think so. Technically, I think Judge Judy would count too. There was a show, and I have no idea if it still exists, if it had more than the one episode I saw. It was in New York City, and they had a version that played really late called The Test, and it was like a paternity test one. Okay. And that's all they did. And the guy came on the show, and, or no, it was not his child, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't like assisting in it, but the lady said it was his, either way. Yeah. But he wasn't helping with it, and she's like, he's a deadbeat dad. And you know, like, the spray-painted, like, shirts he did at, like, the beach? Yeah. He had, a, he had a big flannel on, he ripped it off, and it said, I'm not a deadbeat. And that's all I remember. That's all you remember? And it 
was one of the best moments of my life. Just it was me and like <laughs> th- three guys around track with watching yeah. it mm-hmm. from high school, and we're like, "This is dumb." But it was in a New York City hotel that barely fit, barely yeah. fit two of us, and there was four of us in there, mm-hmm. and we were watching it at like one thirty a.m. He rips like, the shirt off. You're like, "Oh!" <laughs> we were all like pretty much asleep, and then that guy did that, and we're like, "Okay, we have to watch the next episode." Right. And then nothing was even close to that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's reality television. Probably a reality television show you don't ever want to be, be on, on, but yeah. <laughs> like, sure. So I always want to, because the tickets to a lot of those shows are free. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, first come, first serve. Yeah. We, Darius and I almost tried to go and bring Dalton in college. It'd be fun. I think it'd be, it'd be fun. Amazing. I think so. It would be fun, yeah. Um, so other shows are a little more extreme in nature. So Survivor, Naked and Afraid. You could count, like, in the wild with Bear Grylls, although those are, like, celebrities. Those aren't really, like, unprofessional. I mean, they're unprofessional survivalists, I guess, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Fear Factor. I, I said it once. I'll say it again. I want to be on Fear Factor. I'll go. I'd like to be with Bear Grylls until he drinks his own pee. Yeah, or he was with Mel B the one time, and he got stuck... He got stung by a jellyfish, and he had just peed. So he asked her to pee on him, and did you know that doesn't really do anything? anything. That sounds like a (laughs) game. I definitely think it was. I definitely think it was. So, so all of these reality television shows. uh, We don't take shame on this. I mean, channel podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to do that, that's totally fine. But don't just magically make the situation better. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit sketchy. Yeah. So all these oh shows God. are reality television shows. They captivate an audience for different reasons. But in the end, reality television, in theory, is supposed to be genuine. It's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be like raw, unedited, you know. We're going to talk about one specifically from Japan. And it is called Susunu Denpa Shonen. So S-U-S-U-N-U, exclamation point, D-E-N-P-A-S-H-O-N-E-N. So this had a different name originally, like as a predecessor, and then this was like kind of a spinoff, but just kind of took over from that show. So if you look it up, you may find the first one as well. This one was a little more popular, though. So this was a Japanese reality television show, which aired from January 11th, 1998 until September 29th, 2002 on the Nippon TV Network, N-I-P-P-O-N TV Network in Japan. It ran like on Sundays in the evenings, okay? So participants were placed in a wide variety of extreme situations and producers were known to change rules or set up sadistic challenges if they felt the participants were doing too well. So during the 20 or so challenges that aired, the show became so controversial amongst viewers that it was brought to the attention of government officials who shut it down in a crackdown of torture-themed TV shows. Yeah. So this like, like MXC? I don't know what that is. What is that? It's... Welcome. <laughs> um, it was... I don't remember if it was Korean or Japanese, but essentially... It's what, like, Wipeout started from, but it was, like... It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's... like you can can win a million dollars, but we're going to torture you until you're absolutely miserable. Yes. Not, like, in a 
gruesome way and yeah. like oh you're gonna have to run through all these my favorite ones like all these doors the door can be open but on the other side could be a gigantic man in a football costume <laughs> he's gonna tackle you into the mud <laughs> like, yes one of those basically so so this um this tv network this um show from what i read which was a lot of Japanese articles translated to English. So from what I understood, it's not all torture-themed stuff. One of the weird ones that I saw that wasn't super crazy was they had a couple live together for like a whole month, but the guy had to dress and act like a dog. And by the end of it, they had to see if they wanted to break up or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not necessarily torture, just like super weird. Some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, think like Survivor, but if you die... Shrug shoulders emoji, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> She's really the survivor. <laughs> so there were a lot of different spinoffs too. So there are a couple shows that I'm going to talk about in particular where these contestants may have been featured in another series that they did as well. If you want to look this up later and you Google the people, they might be on other shows that maybe weren't as crazy or were basically the same thing because some of these people got very famous or the show got very famous because of the challenges that they were put through, if that makes sense. But we're going to talk about four of like the main ones that basically got the show canceled. So the first one, there was an Armenia comedy duo. I think they were called Armenia. Ryuichi, Shakua, Yutaka, and Nakajima were cast in the Denpa Shonen Teki Mujinto Dashutsu series, which translates to Dempa Shonen's Desert Island Escape. They were called up. Let me start from here. They were called up and they said, hey, can you meet the producers here? You've gotten on the show. And they're like, oh my God, yes, we're a comedy duo. We're going to get our names out there when we're, we're on this show. They meet the producers. The producers are like, okay, put these blindfolds on. They put the blindfolds on and then the producers just take them to an island. Like, they don't know where they are, they didn't get a map, nothing, and they're basically told, you know, you're not going to get food, we're not going to give you water, you have no tools, and you win once you build a raft, and you get to Japan. (laughs) Thoughts? Feelings? (laughs) Uh, It's a bit... It's a bit... I mean, this is the first one. Can you see why they were canceled? Yeah, I I don't really know exactly how to phrase this, but it's very much, like, kind of messed up. Yeah, yes. So, surprisingly, they actually did pretty well. So, the pair worked through illness. One of them got, like, extremely ill. They worked through starvation. Obviously, they're, you know, foraging, but what can you get, you know, on the island? They ended up putting together a small squid, a small raft, and... They did so by making like very crude tools, like rocks and sticks, obviously. And then they cut down trees and basically tied it together. You know, what you would think on like Castaway, the movie or whatever. Like it's just a raft of logs. And they did this um, and they decided to gather the supplies they could. And basically after four months, they got on the raft and they were like, let's fingers crossed that we don't sink and they didn't they actually did really really well and they actually got to fuda gamijima it's on japan i'm not sure where but it's a place um 
And they got there on the raft, and they're like, oh Fug- my. Is it Fujishima? There's no K. Mm. F-U-T-A-G-A-M-I-J-I-M-A. Mm. Yeah, it's a place. Anyway, they got to Japan, and they're like, oh my god, we totally won. And the producer's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was step one in the challenge. You actually now have to take this pedalo, pedalo, one of the pedal rafts. Okay. That looks like a swan, and you have to actually take it to Tokyo in order to win. And they're like, okay, no problem. Like, we built our own raft. Like, this is easy peasy. They spent two months on open water, and they endured typhoons. They endured muscle pain and cramps. Like, they don't have lots of food or water, and they were pedaling for, like, 10 hours a day. It broke several times, so they had to try and fix it with whatever they could. And there were also sharks. Don't forget about the sharks. And they finally made it to Tokyo. And they were like, oh my god, we totally won. This is crazy. And then producers are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll give you an even bigger prize if we put you in India and you take this same swan boat to Indonesia. And they're like, okay, <laughs> like, I, I guess we can do that. So they spent 10 months traveling across various countries. And it's not all water. So they were flying and they were like walking some and I think the producers were helping them like move the boat in some sense, but they kind of had to figure it out on their own, like which direction they wanted to go. So at one point they were even temporarily detained and deported to Thailand because they were on on prohibited property. Nobody's telling them where to go. So they're just like, oh, we'll just go a straight line, right? And so they're just in places that they don't know. And so they got arrested at one point. But one and a half years of their lives were spent traveling in total. This took them like 10 months. And they did it. And they got like kind of famous from the show. Um, But other than that, like... They didn't get anything from the show? I don't think so. It doesn't say anything. A lot of people came on the show to get like famous. Like they were already a comedy deal, you know, get our names yeah. out there, whatever. And like people watched the show and it was one of the more popular ones. This one has like some other spinoffs with the same people, but like that was it. Like they didn't get famous from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Would you do that? No, not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. So that's just one, which in all honesty doesn't seem terrible because they agreed to most of it, you know, yeah. and they did okay. The show, from what I read, started out with a lot of this, like, traveling stuff. And we'll talk about a couple other traveling ones. And that was what they were known for at first. But then people thought it got a little boring because it was just a lot of traveling. So that is part of the reason why the producers put in, oh, you made a raft? Well, now you have to take this swan boat. Oh, you made it to this place in Japan? We meant Tokyo because they wanted to up the ante, basically, to get the viewers to stay with them, if that makes sense. So it's not just, like, traveling across... Asia kind of show. I don't, I don't know what in their mind would be. I understand you're trying to get famous, whatever. Like, what if we win? I'll oh, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. We'll, we'll tell you when it happens. If you right. do, you and won't. The, and like, they might have won something. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sure. A lot of the information on this isn't in English. And some of these, the this pair in particular went on to do other like segments, I guess, of the show. So they could have won something and I just, it wasn't in this part. part. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is comedian Takashi Ito and Hong Kong radio DJ Tse Chuyang 
which I also saw the name as Chu Yang, but I'm not sure which is correct. So these were contestants on a series called Dempa Shonen Teki Africa Europe Tariku Odin Hitchhike no Tabi, or Shonen's Vertical Africa Europe Continental Hitchhike. <laughs> the names just roll off of the tongue. So Vertical Africa Europe, so we went from the probably the Cape all the way up to... I don't know what how far up. Um, so they began at the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, which we just learned on QI is that is further, not the furthest yeah. south. Yeah. Um, and they were challenged to travel to Nordcap in Norway, but without they were given a certain amount of money, but they were only allowed to use that money for travel expenses. So like if they wanted to take a plane, they could, but they only had like a thousand dollars. Yeah. to do that but they were not allowed to spend that on food or water or accommodations yes is it not so the pair got off to a rocky start because they actually didn't understand each other's language so um chu yeah, chu yan was from china and then um takishi ito was japanese and so they actually figured out after a little bit that they could speak English to each other. So I think Chu Yan was like pretty fluent in English and Ito knew enough that they were like, I guess we'll just speak in whatever English that we can. So once they figured that out, the journey actually started out pretty smoothly. I mean, they're just walking straight up for the most part and they get to Tanzania. Now, mind you, they don't have money for hotels or anything. So they're sleeping out like in the street, in the wilderness, whatever. So they actually built a fire in Tanzania and the producers and the camera crew that was following them actually stepped in at this point and took turns watching, like keeping guard because there were so many wild animals near them that they were like, we have to have somebody awake and these two aren't alert enough to do anything if a wild animal attacks. So that was kind of like the first challenge. But in the end, it went off without a hitch. Like they were fine. They were just very nervous about it. So they kept going up until they were stopped at a danger zone in Kenya that could not be accessed due to war and security reasons. So at this point, the pair basically considered giving up because they didn't know how to get across this patch until... Um, I believe, from what I understood, viewers suggested either called in or wrote in or something and suggested they take a plane from Nairobi, Kenya to Kassara, Sudan, which was basically skipping the danger zone, like going from the northest safe zone point to the southernmost safe zone point, like across the danger zone. So they were like, technically, it's not cheating. And so that's what they ended up doing. They spent their money and they took this plane to Sudan. So as they continued their journey off the plane, they entered the Sahara Desert and they went with a camel caravan as far as I know. I think it was people that were already traveling, so they just joined up with them. This was one of the scarier points of the show because Ito collapsed due to severe dehydration and they airlifted Ito to a local hospital where they were treated. And the people who were basically running the show like there were quotes of them basically being like, we didn't know whether to turn the camera on or leave it off or what we should do, you know, cause it's good reality TV, but that's terrifying for it to, you know, it was very shocking for viewers. And they basically also, they made another statement that was like, it wasn't our fault 
Ito was a great person and wanted to give some of their water to the great outdoors as well as drinking it. So they just collapsed because they were such a good person that they wanted to take care of the wildlife as well. Yeah. And I was like, that seems a bit... <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one. They've used that thousand dollars to pay for their medical bills. Yes. So, surprisingly, Ito decided to continue the journey. So they were in the hospital for a little bit, and they started their journey off again. Um, and they didn't really get into trouble until they were traveling through Finland. Um, they had actually gone without food for about five or six days. And so they decided to try to earn some money. So Chu Yin had collected some watercolor equipment and made some small watercolor paintings um, and tried to sell them. But that was unsuccessful. So they instead did a street performance that Ito had allegedly been practicing. Um, and this actually gained them enough money to buy hamburgers. Chu Yan stated, quote, that hamburger was the most delicious food of my life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably. So this experience propelled the pair to their goal. You know, this really rallied them, the hamburger thing, and they worked together at the street performance thing. Allegedly, this was where they truly bonded after, you know, traveling for miles and miles. And they uh, made it to their goal. They made it all the way to Norway. And the producers asked them to try other challenges, and they declined. <laughs> Good choice. What about that one? Would you do that one? What's in it for me? I think they won money at the end. I think. Maybe. Notoriety. Yeah. It's not worth it. That one kind of reminds me of The Greatest Race. Yeah. But I think in The Greatest Race, they can sleep <laughs> and they get food. Yeah. The f if, if food and water were provided in some form it doesn't have to be like a hotel but like yeah some form of living arrangement yeah a tent yeah um a blanket maybe yeah probably i'd be more likely to do that mm -hmm. and then yeah, that's fair not just here's the thousand bucks figured out yeah here's a here's the thousand bucks and most likely japanese money yeah. we're gonna drop you off in the middle yeah it was like south a thousand africa. yen yeah we're gonna drop you off in the middle of south africa figure it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looked awful i mean the pictures that you see like they look tired and dirty and you know very skinny and it just it's not for me personally but you know some people do again these last two ones we talked about were very travel yeah i don't know the word Theme. but yes travel themes so people were like oh this is kind of boring we don't really you know, we're, it's not the travel channel, right? And so they're like, okay, you know what? We'll, we understand. We'll bring in some other stuff. So one of their more famous ones was called Denpa Shonen Teki Pennant Race, translated to Denpa Shonen's Pennant Race. This challenged multiple diehard fans of the Central League teams, which I believe is baseball. Yeah. Baseball's big in Japan. Yes, I believe it's baseball. So they chose... One diehard fan from each of the big teams that are a part of the Central League. So Shigiyuki Matsui, Yashiro Kikuchi, Yohi Yamamoto, Otsu Tsuyoshi, Yumi, and then Mongmon were participants. And they were all for different teams. The teams don't really matter in the end, but there were six teams that they were following. And so they were each a part of the team. So one was like the Tigers. 
So they were the Tigers fan. You're the Giants. You're the whatever. You're the Dragons, I think was one. It doesn't really matter who was for who. But I digress. Each of them were placed in separate rooms. So there were six rooms. And they each got a room that started with basically just a television to literally only watch the games. Right? You didn't watch anything else. So they were made to watch their favorite team play in this room. They had to watch each game until the season ended and they could not leave. So the rules were simple. Here's the rules. If you win, you get to eat. Jesus. <laughs> if your team loses, you don't get to eat. If your team won, you get to live in a better room. If your team lost, you move to a worse room. So they ranked six rooms. If your team was winning, you moved up. If your team won, like you moved up. If your team lost, you moved down. So like the best room, for example, had a chandelier as lighting, had the TV, had a bed, had a dresser, had a table. You got a full set of clothes. The worst room has the TV, but it has newspaper for a bed and you get socks for clothes and that's it. So the, do they start with clothes or are they naked with just socks on? Um, you, you start there. And so like, say. It depends what kind of feeling you're feeling, I guess. Well, say everybody started the same. Say you, your team won. You moved up. You got a full set of clothes. I think it was like socks, pants, underwear, shirt, jacket, whatever. If your team loses the next game, you would move from room six to room five. So you would get like the bed, the TV and a light bulb, but you have to take your jacket off. If you Uh, go to room four, you get, this isn't. Super correct. You get a cot, the TV, you get socks and pants, and you get like a flashlight. Room three is you get the TV. underwear, socks, the TV, a candle, yeah, like a sleeping bag, and so on and so forth until you get to room one, no light, TV, newspaper, socks. Potentially no food. Are you... So- I still don't... Are they taking everything else away? You just get the socks? Yeah. So you just... So now they're just wearing socks? Yeah. Okay. If, but they're moving all the time. So, like, yeah. if my team wins and your team loses, you would go to room five, and I would move up to room six, so they would give me pants and take your pants away. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. If, you're win, if your team wins winning all the time, you just stay in room six, keep all your stuff, you eat food, whatever. If your team loses, you get no bed and no clothes and yeah. no food. If your team was on a winning streak, there were various bonuses that could include um, better food, more food, choosing to have one night in a different room, which I don't know why you would want that, but it was, you you got a bonus box and then you got to pick one and then it was kind of like a surprise when you opened it or like different clothing. I think like, oh, do you want a blanket? You know what I mean? If your team went on a losing streak, you may get a skull box that is basically... I think, as an example, one thing said, you op- one person opened it, and then and so they had to all take their clothes off except their socks, and then they all to sleep on the floor. So if your team gets a home run, this was a saving grace for a lot of the teams that kept losing, because even if your team lost, if you get a home run, you basically get, I believe, um, ice cream, because there was a brand of ice cream called Home Run or something like that, and so they would give you ice cream. But that's all you would get. So the individuals were all for it. Everybody was like super excited. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll do this challenge or whatever. Um, But not all of them finished the series. No one died. Don't get me wrong. But there were people that had to drop out. 
So Mong Mon's team was having a long-term defeat. So he was basically, and it was all men because they didn't really want women to be on the show because they didn't want to be naked. Yeah. So he was forced to go without food and to sleep on the dirt floor without clothes for 11 days straight. At one point, somehow someone got a bonus box or someone got a skull box and they switched rooms. He actually went to room, like the best room at one point, And he said that he had been living on that dirt floor for so long with no clothes on that he could not sleep in the bed because it just felt weird. too weird for him. Well, after this 11-day streak with no food, he was declared unfit to continue after a doctor diagnosed him with severe malnutrition. And he just wasn't doing well because, like, he's sleeping on the floor. Like, he just doesn't feel good at all. So the doctor basically said that he could not come back. I believe, from what I understood, from what I read, he tried to come back. Like, he tried to audition again to be a replacement. And they were basically like, no, we're not going to do that. I don't think they replaced anybody. So once he left, the same thing then occurred to Yashiro Kikuchi after he went without food for 14 days. So once that guy left, his team was technically like the losing team. And so he was now in the worst room and didn't get any food for 14 days. So he had to leave. The doctor diagnosed him with severe malnutrition and was basically like, you can't continue on. Like, this is going to hurt you in the long term. So Matsui who was currently in the lead. He was actually, his team was in the lead the whole time. After this happened, he basically was kind of distraught because they were friends sort of at this point. And he was quoted saying, I don't want any more friends to disappear. His statement, and he kind of got viewers to rally around the underdogs in the games because he was basically like, I've been eating fine. Like if my team loses... I will be fine to move down a room. Like, these people need to get bumped up. So it was kind of a funny thing because now nobody was cheering for, like, the best team in the league. Everybody wanted, like, the losers to start winning. In the end, Matsui's team did win. He was declared the winner overall. They won, like, the regular season, and I believe he won some money after that. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was one of the challenges that they did. Thoughts, feelings, would you do this one? <laughs> Depends on the sport. You would do this one? Green, Green Bay Packers. In th- their conference. You have to think it's only... Especially for the NFL, like it's only 18 weeks. And like... What if your team was losing the entire time? I mean, I'd be miserable. You got no food. But the Packers are at least going to hit 500. <laughs> <laughs> um... I I don't think I could do it because I don't think I'm a big fan enough of any team to yeah. care that much. You know what I mean? I think that's one of those things that, like, especially for baseball, 82 weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. 100, 182 right. games maybe. I don't know how many I'm is. not sure, like, there's the no number of games they weeks. counted. It could have been, like... Because there's 52 in a year. I don't know what I'm right. It could have been, like, the last... 82. Two months. The last however many days. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know if they did it the whole season. But I mean, you have to think that one guy went 11 days and then after he left, the other guy went 14 days. Those did not overlap at all, I don't think. So yeah. right there, that's, you know, a month. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And like, like, you don't have outside communication. Like, you don't have anybody with you. You're just like, I think it's just those six people. Especially for like football, I guess, is slightly different. But like basketball or um, baseball, Mm -hmm. like, if you're playing the triple header, like, you're playing a full weekend or a series, like, you could go three or four days losing straight where you're like. Yeah, and if you have a losing streak, you get. Punished. Punished, like, yeah. I think that really changed your feelings of being a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to affect you mentally somehow, right? Like, after that, you can't watch any of the games because you're like, well, yeah. I'm going to have to live in the dark for... A... I mean, there was no light either. So he was living in the dark besides yeah. the TV light. No lights, no clothes, no anything. Like, that's crazy. The three I just told I'm, you about. Sorry. Go ahead. I have to go back to that one. The first guy yeah. went 11 days, and the doctor was like, we need to do something. And then the next guy went 14 days? <laughs> yeah. Like, he went more, which yeah. is like, well, also maybe we should to... check him at 10 and not <laughs> Well, I think I think the first guy that left, the Mong... What was his name? Mong Mon. I believe his team was pretty much losing the whole time, so he may have gotten food, like, every so often yeah. and then he went on this 11 day streak and they were like okay we gotta cut you off I think the other guy was clearly ahead at least a little bit and I think the yeah. middle participants kind of went back and forth from what I understood went back and forth at least enough that they were okay. getting some form of nutrition or if they got home runs at least they had ice cream you know what I mean so he may have had food more consistently until that, that point, point unlike the first guy that, that got you off. Those three are three examples from the show, but not the most famous. We're going to talk about the most famous um, challenge, I guess. And this is what you'll, if you look this show up, this is the one that comes up a lot. And I found this story um, because of a TikTok account called at Hope's House of Horrors. They specifically talked about this challenge that I'm about to talk about. And so that is what gave me the idea to do this story. So you can follow them on TikTok if you are interested. So Denpa Shonen Teki Kensho Seikatsu, or Denpa Shonen's Prize Life, was the best-known challenge that was on Susunu Denpa Shonen. Tamaaki Hamatsu, T-O-M-O-A-K-I-H-A-M-A-T-S-U, was a struggling comedian, just like many of the other participants that go on the show. When he sent his application to the show, he was put in a raffle and his name was actually picked from the raffle organization. And he was like super excited because his whole plan was to go on the show, you know, get his name out there. And then he would sign like a TV movie deal, comedy deal. Like that was the plan. So when he met with the producers of the show, he was blindfolded and was moved to a room that was empty except for a mountain of postcards and magazines a radio, a cushion, a toilet, and a gas stove. He was instructed to remove all of his belongings, including his clothing, and he was told that the game was simple. He had to win and survive off of sweepstakes winnings that were found in the magazines and postcards given to him. And the challenge was over when he won a total of 1 million yen worth of merchandise. Yeah. Okay. I think he had a radio, too, excuse me. But I don't think he could win anything from, like, the radio shows. Because I don't think he had a phone. It was just, like, the write-in stuff in magazines. So, Tomoki 
Hamatsu began the journey thinking that no one would see it until completed. They basically said, like, we're going to do this challenge, we're going to edit it, then we're going to rebroadcast it, and you're going to be on. When you complete, you'll be able to watch it. However, the sneaky, sneaky producers that put on the show decided that they were going to air their pro- his progress unedited to the country without telling him. They did not. He had no idea that people were watching him. So only covering his genitalia with a cartoon eggplant, they set up a they set up a camera in his room and they're basically like no one will see you. And then they just started airing it to the world. So viewers who were watching him nicknamed him Nasubi or eggplant um due to the I mean the cartoon eggplant covering his genitalia and also because um people made fun cuz he had a really long face that quote-unquote, looked like an eggplant. So I think people put two and two together. So if you look this up, you'll actually see him called Nasubi a lot. That's what people call him. So the show ended up garnering so much attention that producers began airing a 24-7 live stream. So at first they were just broadcasting it like during their regular time. And then they were like, you know what? This is getting so many views. Just put it out like all the time so people can, you know, watch it. So Nasubi's first winnings were some sugary drinks, and this took a while. Like, he wasn't getting any food or water for maybe water. He might have had water, but no food or anything for at least a couple weeks, a couple months. Um, He then won a bag of rice, which he had to eat raw until he devised a makeshift heating container that he could place next to the lit stove. So they did give him a stove and he figured out how to kind of cook it. The rice didn't last very long, so he is forced to eat his only other edible prizes that he won basically the entire time that he was there, which was canned and kibbled dog food. So he lived off of dog food for months, as we'll find out. He eventually won a stuffed toy, which he communicated with as his sensei because... Like, he had no phone. He's not, he, like, doesn't talk to anybody. So he basically would talk to it and set it up. And, like, people thought it was, like, really cute. Um, although it's kind of terrible. Just but like going crazy. Yes, basically. So he would go on to win many things that he did not utilize, including women's underwear and leather shoes, which were the only pieces of clothing that he won the entire time that he was on this show. So he was naked this entire time. I have a question. Yeah. You made it to it. Like, were the com- were the companies, like, waiting for him to send stuff in? Or were they like, oh, we put all of these in these magazines. Like, you fill, each time you fill one out, like, we may send, give you something. No, this was, like, legit just. Oh, like, he has to. He has to fill them out. He has, I, th- I think they mailed him. He doesn't know where he is, so he didn't mail any himself, but he filled them out when given the producers. They would mail them in. If he didn't win, he didn't win. Like, you know what I mean? So he... Because I just have a feeling, like, if I were to do that, like, you'd never win. Like, yeah. you wouldn't win anything. You may, unless it's like, oh, if you fill this out, you did a free... Yeah. Tiny I, thing I mean, of cologne that comes in all the magazines. I think they were giving him a lot of material, like a lot of magazines, a lot of postcards. So I think that was how he was able to win. But you, he was here for a year, like in this room for a year doing this and I'll get to it. But he only got out so soon because of one of the prizes that he did win, which I think some of them may have been so obscure that 
he yeah. had a better chance of winning them, if that makes yeah. sense. So, like, the women's underwear, leather shoes, bag of rice, I feel like those are pretty common. That's going to be grocery stores or, you know, whatever. He didn't use, obviously, some of this because he doesn't, why would he wear the women's underwear or leather shoes? Yeah. Like, that's spoilers. He won movie tickets, which um, he couldn't go to, obviously, because he's in this isolated room. But they do count towards his when, winnings. Yeah, his winnings. Once he got into the swing of things, he actually got really good at, like, applying to stuff and, like, figuring out which ones I think were, you know, More worth likely. it. Um, he actually won a bicycle that um, at first he didn't use, and then he somehow transformed it into a stationary bike, so he was able to kind of exercise that way. He won a television set, which he couldn't use because he didn't have any way to hook it up to cable, um, but he won a copy, <laughs> and then, sadly, he has this TV now, and then he won a copy of a PlayStation train simulator game called Densha De Go and a controller, but no PlayStation. <laughs> so, you know. People were watching him do this. And this program became so popular that fans and paparazzi and news outlets actually figured out where he was. And some people actually became very distraught and were like, this is, this is torture. So they started showing up at like his, the building that he was in. And producers were worried that someone was going to basically tell him, hey, you're, 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 being, filmed. you're being filmed. Like, everybody's watching this. They're lying to you. And so they, they blindfolded him and they took him to a new location. And he f- kind of thought, like, oh, maybe I did I win, like, the challenge. And they were like, no, no, no. We just think that this new location has a better energy and will bring you better luck. And he was like, okay. Mind you, this is after, like, months. So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) In this uh, new apartment, empty room, they did take everything that was in his other one and bring it here. So everything he won, the gas stove, the toilet, like, that all came too, but he didn't get anything else. He did have a winning streak in this new apartment in which he acquired a large chair and a desk, which is kind of nice because he only had a cushion to sit on. um, And he could write stuff. And he did. They gave him paper. He wrote diaries, but that was, like, it. Or maybe he won that. I actually don't know about that part. He was moved after he won this desk and chair. They moved him again. I think for the same reason people found out where he was. At this third location, he won a VCR and tapes, which he could now use with the television set. And he actually won a PlayStation. And he spent like a few days just playing the games until he was like, okay, I need to start. Like he started filling stuff out. And then he was like, okay, I'll start filling stuff out again. So his biggest prize came in the form of a set of four car tires worth 84,000 yen. So right there, he's pretty close. Um, This set him so close to the goal that he actually only needed one more bag of rice, which he won. And he finally achieved the goal of 1 million yen worth of sweepstakes winnings 335 days after starting. So he's there for like 11 months. The producers... Congratulated him, gave him clothes, and said, "We're gonna take you to your prize." And he was like, "Great!" Which it's a weird prize, but we'll get to him. He was then taken blindfolded again for some reason and taken to South Korea, where he was given a day at an amusement park, and he was allowed to eat. They like paid for as much Korean food as he wanted. When the day ended, he was once again blindfolded. This time, taken to another empty apartment. When they unblindfolded him, they told him to take his clothes off, and he did. And they told him that 
he has one last challenge. He had to win enough prizes to equal a flight on Japan Airlines to return home through this sweepstakes in Japan or in Korea? Yeah, South Korea. They're really been on blindfolds. Yeah, they blindfold every basically everybody on the show. I don't know if they did the sports people because they kind of agreed to what was happening, so like that yeah. wasn't a big thing. But yeah, they'll they yes yes. Two things. One, I think something like this would really mess up like your your like circadian rhythm. Yeah. Of like day and night. Like if you're if you're yes. just in a way like. You right. like you follow like um, which tired. he might he might have had like a clock yeah which might have helped but I don't there was no windows for yeah. sure I think into I believe Mr Beast did something relative to this yeah where he trapped a guy in a room but he did it backwards he's like you have all these really cool things and then like each day we're gonna take something away yeah and the guy only lasted like maybe a month maybe a little bit over but I think. One, I, th- the guy kind of went, went crazy too. Yeah. They he said he was fine, like, but he then he proposed to his girlfriend after, and they're like, "Oh, it's so cool." We're like, that guy kind of went crazy. <laughs> um, I think this one, I think this way would be slightly better than that. Yeah. Because one, having to fill out everything would be super annoying. But I think the more stuff you got, the better you would. Do. Yeah, I guess you would feel you, like, more accomplished or you're yeah. like, oh, I'm making my goal. That's true. I think, A, I think it could have been different if he didn't win those tires. Yes. Because true. that was like three-fourths of what he needed. And then, B, I think it was, this part I think is super messed up because they're like, oh, you won. Like, you're done. And then they're like, surprise, take your clothes off. Yeah. Like, hey, remember you just did and made us all this money? We're going to have you do it again. They, like, kidnapped him. Yeah, like, I think the, the second, yeah, the second time, because he did not agree to the same thing. No. <laughs> but, okay, so he got so good at the sweepstakes thing, like, filling stuff out. Like, yeah. he just knew, he figured out the system, right? So he actually got enough winnings to do, like, a regular ticket on an airplane in, like, a matter of, like, two or three weeks. Like, he had gotten it. So they came back to him and they said, well, you actually need, like, an economy ticket. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Took him a couple more weeks, got it. And they're like, well, we actually meant a first, first class, class ticket. ticket. You're yeah. not done yet. And he's like, okay. So spent another couple weeks filling out stuff. Um, finally, finally, they took him. Um, they b- blindfolded him again. And they took him back to Japan. And when he took the blindfold off, he was in another empty room. And so he, like, immediately took his clothes off because he was like, okay, like, I guess we're doing this again. And before he could ask or, like, where his magazines were or anything, the producers of the show pulled the walls apart, and it turned out that he was actually in a live studio audience. Oh. And he was finally officially done with the challenge and now he's naked in front of everybody and now he's naked in front of a live studio audience of people who he did not know was watching him yeah remember he didn't know that he was being watched this entire time he took this all very well he seems like a lovely gentleman from what i've read to be honest with you so because he's crazy (laughs) so tomoki hamatsu or nasubi his ordeal lasted 
in total about 15 months he spent in isolation where he was watched by 17 million viewers. 17 million people watched this. His diaries that he was writing while in there um, actually became a bestseller in Japan. He published them later. The TV show would go on to win awards because they broke, they, they had so many viewers, they were like breaking records. And him, him, like him himself, is in the Guinness World Records for the longest time survived on competition winnings. I don't know if people have tried this before, but <laughs> this is all good stuff. But his transition back to the real world wasn't fantastic. Shocker. Right. He didn't go crazy, but he would later say, and this could have been in his book too, I'm not sure, that he couldn't wear clothes for long periods of time because they felt so uncomfortable after yeah. not wearing them for a year and a half. He also said that his lack of communication with the outside world other than his stuffed animal set him back in his career, actually. Remember, he was a comedian before this. And yeah. He was, like, doing okay. And this made him... His social skills, like, went downhill. So it was very hard for him to hold a conversation. He couldn't really do comedy anymore. He wanted to go into acting, couldn't really do the scripts or anything like that. And so um, he didn't really get famous after this, which was the goal. Um, he did go on to become a local talent in his native Fukushima. He's from there. And so he became like a local stand-up comedian. He became a dramatic stage actor um, and formed a stage troupe, which this says was called Eggplant Way, although I'm not sure if that's 100% true. But they did travel around Japan, so they got like semi-famous, him and his stage troupe. And he later, because um, he did this when he was pretty young, so when he was a little bit older, he did star in several television programs in like the 2010s. Not huge programs, but I mean, you know, he's making money. Yeah. Um, and then one of his other... Big accomplishments was he scaled Mount Everest in 2016, which is kind of cool, but yeah, kind of out of left cool. field. <laughs> Very bizarre, but yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> so, so uh, the TV show Susuna Denpa Shonen had many different series other than these. You can look it up. You can watch some of these. I did put a YouTube link in there. I did put a link where I looked at a lot of the synopses where you can buy these shows. It's Japanese websites, so I wouldn't recommend it, but you can um, still watch them online, but they are not on TV anymore. Obviously, they only aired until 2002. Um, they became famous, but they were just really controversial. Like, yes, they were famous, but like the Nasubi guy, he was more famous because people were, like, concerned that he was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, in October 2009, there was a short, allegedly, a short revival of the show, like, online, like a streaming website version of it, um, on number two Nihon Television. But I could not find anything about this. I mean, it's on, like, Wikipedia and things like that. And it said, like, there was, the first contestant was, like, so-and-so. And I found that person's Wikipedia page, but it doesn't say anything about the them being on the show. So I don't know if it wasn't famous or if it got taken down. Like, I don't know. So it, it may have made a comeback in, like, 20, 2009, 2010s, but I couldn't find anything about it. So I don't know. 
Um, this last one, the show prize one, would you go on that one? Um, that was weird. Um, oh, the... Out of the four that I said, which one would you choose? What was the second one again? The second one was the Hitchhike Across. Oh, uh, Hitchhike Across yeah. uh, the World. Um, it's either three or four. Yeah? I'm not, I don't... I don't, I'm not good at survival yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't really want to walk from South Africa to Norway. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. I think... Under under their... Rules. Rules, yes. Yeah. If they're like, here's a million dollars in like brand new clothes every week, I'm yeah, I'll screw it. I'll yeah. Go, you, you can win a hundred grand. I'm getting like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's true. It's more that's than fair. I make in a year, so... That's fair. I think that I think that I could get away with the sports one if I were to pick like a very average team. Like I don't have to be the winning team. That's fine. Like I can live without that. I can live in my like yeah. shorts and a t-shirt. Like I can survive with rice. That's fine. But if I were to be last, yeah. I think I quit. I can't do this stuff. And because this is this is essentially your and the last two. The problem with the sports one and the show one and the prize one is like you're basically in solitary. So, yeah, you're in solitary confinement. Like you don't yeah. talk to anybody. You don't. You yeah. You can listen to the radio, but like after a while, I think you'd still just go insane. You know what I mean? I'm pretty quiet, dude. I think I could. For not for fifty a nods. year. Not yeah. <laughs> If they're like, if it was the Mr. Beast challenge and it was like stay here for a month, easily. I could do that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think sure. four or five months is probably my limit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm also a bit of a germaphobe, so I, did it, did he did have the chance to bathe? No, I think he had a sink, so I Maybe think he could do like bath. bird baths, but he yeah. did not have a shower, as far as I know. As far as I know, because he. Well, they specifically say in the prize one that he never won anything to, like, trim his nails or shave or, like, cut his hair. Oh, okay. So, like, I think he could bathe, but he didn't didn't win any razors or, like, scissors or anything like that to, like, trim stuff. That'd be... I don't know if he ever got this. Yeah. But the shaving and hair would probably drive me nuts. Yeah. People actually really... They liked the... Um, Nasubi, the guy that was on the show, because when he did win stuff, apparently he would do like a little dance because he was like so excited that he won stuff and it became like famous. Like people were like, oh my God, he, yes, like they would do it with him, even though he had no idea they were watching him. But yeah. I think, and that's <laughs> it was like those... a, what's that one show, the Truman Show? Yeah. Is that Jim Carrey or whatever yes. where he doesn't know that people are Everyone's watching him? Yeah. The, there's a Black Mirror episode like that too, right? Yes. She gets, like, beat up or whatever, no, and everybody's she, filming her, and nobody will help her, but she actually had, like, killed somebody? I don't remember. I didn't watch it. She's prison, and everyone... <laughs> everyone... There it is. We, we communicate. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I had Diana with me, I'd be fine. <laughs> the, in that episode, she's in prison for... I think she kills her child. I think she's an alcoholic or a yeah. drug abuser and yeah. kills her child or something. And everyone, she's in a prison, and everyone there is visiting the prison yeah. and like 
they essentially just make her life miserable. And right. And then it's like, ha, 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 you're in jail. Yeah. Neener, neener, neener. Yeah. Like, and we're going to videotape you. And then she's just, like, going absolutely crazy because yeah. she's living literally her worst fears of all time. Yeah. And they're just like, here's some... <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty wild. That one's wild. I think that one's too... If you don't know, I don't... I don't think that would really matter as much. No, because you don't have a choice. Yeah, like, like you're, if, you, you, if you don't win clothes and you're committed to staying there, like, I don't think it matters if people watch you or not. Like, yeah. I think it would change. I think the only thing it would change is, like, instead of talking to the stuffed animal, he ma- which he did talk to the camera. Like, there are, I mean, he would show his prizes off and stuff from what, I didn't watch anything, but there are pictures of him, like, you can see yeah. people talking about him. But I think it would be more of a... Like The Office. Yes. Like he's talking to the camera, talking to the audience, you know, that type of thing. But I don't really think it would change anything else if he's committed to doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No matter how nice he is, he's I mean, he was for sure, at least a little bit after. He, yeah. I mean, you can read more about him. I have linked... Well, before we get into that, do you think the story will keep you up at night, or do you think you'll still sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? I'll be all right. <laughs> no, no. Um, if I was in it, probably not. But. Yeah. I think that I will be fine. The only thing that it makes me nervous about is because, like, I would love to be on a reality television show. Like, even if it's, like, I wouldn't be good at Big Brother. So. Yeah, but, like, anything like that. But then I would be so paranoid that they're like, yeah, you're done. Yeah. But, like, you're actually not done. done. It's just another, quote-unquote, challenge that you have to go through in order to get your prize. I think that's the scariest part for me. And, like, he, they took him to South Korea, and they told, they were like, oh, here's your other challenge. He can't say no. Like, they would have yeah. just, like, left him. They exactly. could have just, like, left him to there. To be honest, leaving him there was probably better than... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I also... I think that, too, what's really dangerous about that, like, if he didn't eat for all of that time, mm-hmm. or eat a little bit, and you're like, eat as much as you want, and yeah. super, like, his Sick. stomach exploding, because, yeah. like... Is raw rice bad for you to eat? I think so. Okay, because he I mean, did eat raw rice, too. Depending, like, if it's, like, straight up raw rice from, like, a field, maybe, yeah. like, because if it's not clean, yeah. but I don't... Or at least rinsed in some yeah. aspect I don't, well the I, travel ones I don't too know much about rice me neither mm-hmm. the travel ones scare me too because they're basically like you have to get your own food you can't pay for it or whatever but like when you go to other countries like not all of them obviously but like when we went to el salvador we were only allowed to order certain things from the menu because like it could make you it could make you sick just because like it's not made a certain way that we're used to or whatever I did. It happened to me. I don't know what made me sick because everybody had the same thing as me. But so like that one is kind of scary too in a way that's like, especially like if you're going to places you've never been to before, like they're from Asia and they're put in the southernmost tip of Africa and it's like, there you go. Or like... Or like the, they're like here's you're on a desert island. Yeah, 
That's kind of like Survivor. <laughs> that's kind of like Survivor, which that's also why I don't think I'd be good at Survivor. Um, yeah. I think it's more messed up. Just even like Survivor, like they kind of like, oh, welcome to the island. Yeah. And like, and oh, hey, here. We'll they usually at least give everybody some sort of food. And then if yeah. you win, you just get more food, right? Yeah. But it's like, and people who do like Naked and Afraid or stuff like that, usually they've done some form of survival class. Yeah. Not saying it's always worked out for them because usually it doesn't, but usually the, they're like, the ones I've you get. Hitchhi- I've like, Hiked before. The ones who... Ninja and Afraid, I think, is meant for, like... It's meant for people to screw up. It's meant for, like, big, strong... People uh, who are, like, I, I, sur- I, I, I can I've do sur- survived, yeah. But there's a complete difference of surviving. Yeah. Like, your heart is still beating. Yeah. And, like, there's, one, there's, like, one where the guy... I don't know what he was. He was, like, a farm hand and, yeah. and then he did some military time and then he did some played professional sports of some kind and the other lady was just like <laughs> just a regular lady I but she, berries. <laughs> she and and he was like he got sick from the water he got an infection and he's like i'm fine and like couldn't walk got yeah. a really bad sunburn and he's like i'm fine i'm still breathing and the other lady like she made a hut she made a hat she essentially made her own clothes yeah. and people were like yeah like there's a difference between surviving and yeah. survi- like just right. thriving, I guess, is and, probably the better word. But Yeah, and I think these... And it was really... And I think that's kind of what they were going for. Like, oh, here, we're going to put you on an island. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, and I... We'll see you. We'll see you when you guys paddle your way back. Right, and they were they were very smart about it. Like, they did it... They were only there for four months, which, which is a long time. But if I was there, <laughs> it would take me much longer to get off that island. And I, yeah, it is just surprising to me because they sign up for this show and they don't know. They don't sign up for, oh, we're going to sign up for the hitchhiking yeah, across. We're, we're signing up to be on the show. Yeah. We're going to put you on whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. They literally call them and then are like, okay, can you meet us here? Blindfold them. And then they're like, okay, you're in Cape Town. Yeah. Walk. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Do what? Go. Go. <laughs> like, that's what it is, which is, t- which they blindfold you, you like, that you get placed in an empty room and they're like, okay, win, win prizes. <laughs> they put you in an empty room. Let's hope your team wins. <laughs> like, fingers crossed. <laughs> That's what's scary about it because it's almost like... Yeah. I don't know. You're really going in with absolutely nothing. Yeah, with the hope that you're going to get famous. And most of them did not get famous. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... They did. They did get famous. But for being on the show, show. yeah, yeah. not like, oh, yeah, he he's famous now. He does. Some of them, like the radio DJ may have been a little bit different than like the people trying to be on TV or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But the, I find that bizarre, too, that so many people like this show with nothing like you really did anything out of it. Yeah. Well, and like, well, you mean tra- so many people like it and want to be on it or so many people yes. like watching it? Both and well, well you have to I think. should say it's it, it would I'd watch it. Well, and you have to think like they were getting millions and millions of views. Yeah. So like so, you just hear that and you want to become famous. Yeah. Well, you do get famous for being on the show. After that, it's kind of up in the air. But like, yeah, for a period of time they were like. Did you, did you watch that guy in the box? Yeah. I did. <laughs> What's he doing now? <laughs> <laughs> That's do you, exactly. Do you remember when he played that train game for four days straight? <laughs> he did. Yeah. 
I think I would watch it more in like a, I would check in to make sure that they're alive. Yeah. But I don't think I could watch it, watch is, it. Is the guy in the box still alive.com? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, right. we're good. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Is, is the boat still stuck in the Suez Canal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a kind of reality TV I want to watch. Uh, okay, anyway. Uh, any last thoughts, feelings, comments, concerns, questions about the story that I just told? There's... There's no way that ever happened in the United States. No, no. And that's... One, people, it's not, it's way too long. People wouldn't watch it. Yeah, yes. These went on for, I mean, they cut them down, obviously. So, like, the episode, so, for example, the boat one, the first season of those, the boat one was them getting off the island. Yeah. And then the second part of the series... Okay. <laughs> the second part of the series was, well, now they have a swan boat yeah. challenge too, you know what I mean? And that was like Watch its own. <laughs> yeah. And then the third part of the series was India to Indonesia. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, oh, there's 20 episodes of them point A to point B. Technically, like some of them were three parts. Yeah. I always feel bad. For the camera people. <laughs> yeah, but they have money. They can get McDonald's when they pass one. Yeah, but even... Could you imagine you're a camera person and I'm like starving. I haven't eaten in days and you're just over there you're like eating fries. Eating McNuggets. <laughs> Keep her up. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> I always think of the... What is it? Dirty Jobs? What's yeah. my bro? When you... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Dirty talk to you. What? I don't. All right. <laughs> Sorry. It's time to know. <laughs> um, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but every once in a while, he'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna clean out. <laughs> we're gonna clean out." sewer lines yeah and toby's in filming look at him it's just like him in like human feces just like wasting you agreed to this you agreed to this the the unsung heroes of reality television are the cameramen yes that's funny what's the do i why why am i paused <laughs> um, but um the <laughs> but uh what was it love island was that the one where he licks her titties <laughs> that was on an episode of something we watched of he licks yeah it was like a question on like big pet quiz of the year or yeah. something like that yeah yeah <laughs> don't know anything else about it but that guy licked like some I think that would be a show for me because the type of show that I could I don't want to be on it but I could work on it if I was like a not a producer that sounded way louder in my ears <laughs> than I hope it was I don't know what that was <laughs> anyway I think I could be a person like a hold on what the hell are you doing <laughs>
you find her? Where was she? She's in our room. <laughs> the freaking the house was all flipped over. The thing was almost standing straight up. The tunnel. She's gotta take a poop. <laughs> Look at her. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> She's got the zoomies. <laughs> She's got. She's got some. Shit. <laughs> I think I could be a one on one of those reality television shows. If they were like, hey, all you got to do is sit in the corner, and if somebody's talking shit about somebody, let us know so we can, like, stir the pot. Yeah. That would be a job for me. <laughs> Producer. Stacy whispered to Brian that she actually hates Trenton. Like, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> anyway. One day here. This has actually been a longer episode than I anticipated, but I thought it was... One wonder why. Wonder why? She's getting ready to. She's getting ready to go. I know this isn't super like true crimey because nobody got like charged for anything or whatever. But like in theory, these are this is kidnapping. (laughs) This is legally kidnapping. (laughs) Like it's torture. So I thought it was super super interesting. Um, If you want to learn more about these shows, you can check out my resources about half of them are on japanese websites i just use google translate so they're a little bit hard to get the full picture however they're super super interesting you can read about you know more of the shows that they produced um you can go to bugandarug.podbean.com that's where all of those are um there's also a youtube link and that one link to where you can buy and watch the shows if you're super interested in that um if you want to see pictures i will try to do some pictures although i don't know how many i will be able to find of some of these i know like nasubi and the hitchhiking duo i could do ito and chu yin because i saw those the sports one i'm not 100 percent certain how much i'll be able to find of that one but um, I'll post them to Facebook, Just Bug and a Rug, Instagram and Twitter, Twitter are at B-I-A-R podcast. You can email me. I've had a couple of people email me. I posted an update um, about uh, one of our other episodes, the Jusco Phantom, that somebody, you know, DM'd me and then emailed me about. So if you have any suggestions or, you know, updates or whatever you want to chit-chat, um, you can email me, <coughs> uh, B-I-A-R podcast at gmail.com. If you lock yourself in a room, live stream it. (laughs) Yeah. Send us the link. We'll watch it. If you are naked and you don't put an eggplant over your genitalia, I will not watch it. I'm going to preface it with that right now. Because that's just porn. Porn. (laughs) Jesus. And, um, yeah. Okay. I think that's all. Preferably don't lock yourself in a room. If you're trying to do it, tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Preferably a therapist. Yeah. Mental health profession. <laughs> All right. Signing off. I'm Kaylin. Chat. I'm and Buck. Dinah's, oh, she's not. And Dinah, who's she's, now tired. <laughs> yeah, she's been here most of the time. Right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.